Everybody comfortable? Yeah. Get your ass up when I'm talking. Hey, take it easy. It's showtime. It's showtime. Yeah. Feel the magic and soul of the YBs. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Take two. All right, we are back. It's time for that Davis show. It's been a little bit of time. We we have a show last week, Ryan. We had a show last we week. We did right? not. We did not have we a show last week. week. Oh man, we've had some technical difficulties on Ryan's side this time. Yeah, it's senior complaints to Tempe. It wasn't me. Uh, but we are back. I think we'll back you sent the, it to Tempe. Actually, I sent it to Tempe with you. I, like, eh, I sent the virus down there. Uh, the Tempe uh, shouldn't joke about the virus. <laughs> But yeah, we're back bringing you your sports jokes and everything else under the sun that you get with Ryan and myself. Uh, my name is Kenneth Davis. Of course, I'm the host and basically the co-host. Well, I'm the co-host and the other host is Ryan Bukovetsky, also executive producer Ryan Bisky and Ryan Bisky one for the Instagram to soak up all of the Bisky. You want to get all your Bisky if you can get all of your Bisky. This yeah, is how guy I feel. with the, the laptop problems. That's what you can so, Well, look, you got it, and you're right back at it, man. You're determined. All right, you're determined. All right. Yeah, I will let technology stop me. Exactly. <laughs> technology. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we got definitely a lot to get into with baseball uh, taking place on both sides of town, if you don't know. I mean, we're fans of baseball, but Ryan's a Cubs guy. I'm a Sox guy. Always, we do football talk. Also, make sure you check out the Understanding Podcast on NBC Sports. Um, and then maybe some up for grabs and, you know, maybe that in the tail a little bit to this and a little bit to that. But let's go off top. Off. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I, I giggle because I'm sad on the inside. And this off top is about um, same old, same old. And we've seen it recently with, with the, the footage revealed from um Dante Wright's uh, being killed Sunday night in Minnesota, um, stopped by police, uh, tried to get in his car and take off. And a lady officer shot him. Um, Right now, Chief Gannon said it is our belief that the officer meant to deploy their taser, but shot him with a single bullet. Dante Wright was shot in the side, closed the door, took off and crashed his vehicle, I believe, three blocks or several blocks down the street where he died. Um, That's. Terrible. You get tired of seeing young men um, in situations that if anybody else was in that situation, they wouldn't have been murdered, even if it's accidental. You know, you wouldn't have went to that. I've seen too many other situations where um, excessive force or deadly force is what I should say. Deadly force isn't the, the first option or the third option. You know, that person, that person can live another day. And I think if you don't understand it, that's, I hate to say this, what we're asking for, because as a human being, you should have to ask for anything when it comes to your own civil rights. And then it's compounded, compounded by the footage of Second Lieutenant Karan Nazario that was in Windsor VA in December. But uh, it's a lawsuit coming out. And also the officer, if you haven't seen that, he's a lieutenant in full army fatigue regalia, uh, pulled over, pepper sprayed. All he's doing is, 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 is calmly asking the officers, why is he being treated this way? Uh, when they open the car, his car door, his, his SUV door, they uh, ask him to, to unbuckle his seatbelt. And he basically says, I, you unbuckle it because, and I'm paraphrasing, I don't want to come off as I'm reaching for anything. 
um, that that police officer Joe, Joe uh, Gutierrez was fired um, today. So, I mean, that's good that his actions caused him to get fired, and we didn't have to play around and wait. Still, as a lawsuit, and still, this man has to uh, be seek um, has to come under. Poli- I mean, um, litigation is what I'm trying to say. But it's just simply getting to the fact, and a lot of times, and I hate to say this as a black male with uh, black children, a lot of times when these things first happen, I kind of scroll past them initially because depending on do I want to get into my emotions right at that time, maybe I'm working or doing something. And I know that if I if I, if I let my mind jump into something that's as important as, as those two actions that were happening to those men, that maybe I become distraught, I become angry, and at that by that moment, I, I necessarily don't want to do that. And that's that's somewhat of a flaw, to be honest with you, because if it was shoes on the foot, I want everybody to kind of pay attention to, to what's happened to me, especially if I was killed. Um, I think the, the gist, because a lot of times, like, I don't I don't come here as a man asking anybody f- for shit. So I'm not really asking. I'm just pointing out that everything should be even. That's not that's not asking a lot. Again, I'm not asking. But if you're complaining, well, why is this? Why is that? Because clearly everything isn't even. And we've seen everybody else wants their evens. And uh, even to say, is that that hard of an even to say, can I go home tonight? That's not asking a lot. Like sometimes when I think we, we all live in our own silos and vacuums. And when we hear anyone else complain and it's like, here they go again. I think we all can have those that type of reaction. I'm not putting it just on anybody. I'm looking looking in the mirror at myself. But I know in my heart, I understand everybody asking for evens. And it's not a lot asking as an even that black people are killed at a disproportional rate than anybody else at a traffic stop. That's all I'm, I'm really pointing out. It, it's it's ridiculous. We know that these games uh, with the, the, the Timberwolves, uh, the Wild and the Twins and their opponents were were postponed tonight. Um, it, it, shout out to those leagues. And that's cool. But that's that's not really what's most important to me right now, even as a, a sports talking head. It's just evens, man. That's that's what needs to be and you're across the board for everybody. It still can be some things that are disproportionately wrong, but life shouldn't be like that. I think you said it great. I mean, the only time I guess you should lose your life is when you put other people's lives in danger. That is true and obvious. I mean, I'm so against deadly force that I I always think you need to go other options before you go there just because it's a slippery slope. And, you know, man, for me, I'm just, I'm getting just tired of seeing this stuff. I'm tired of seeing politics being corrupt. I'm tired of seeing disproportionate wealth. I mean, just, you just look at these things as you get older and you just see like nothing ever seems to change with that stuff. No one's really trying to improve. Everyone just wants to, like you said, be in their vacuum, be in their silo, worry about themselves. And then if someone brings up anything, well, I got it tough too. I mean, no one's saying no one's got, who's got it easy. Even if you've got a great life, you're going to go through hardships, period. End of story. There's no such thing mm-hmm. as life being super perfect and easy for anybody and everybody. I mean, it just, it's not a thing. So respect people, you know, empathize with people. You know, maybe you have it a little bit better than somebody. And maybe we can't compare it because it's just not, 
appropriate to or just because we don't have the volume or metrics to do it. But we should be respecting each other and knowing that no matter what, everyone's had a bad day. And listen, and I'm, 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 I am in total agreement with what you're saying. But even more, the point that I'm just trying to say is everyone deserves the right to go home. We always hear police officers, and this isn't a police officer bashing segment, but we always hear police officers say, man, I'm just trying to get home. Other people are trying to get home, too. Everyone's not a bandit. Everyone's not some quote unquote super thug. It's a lot of of black and brown males who, and to be honest with you, I shouldn't have to point out that they are on the right side of the law. You can be on the wrong side of the law and still not deserve to be killed. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, that's that's your constitutional rights. And it's like because we especially when it comes to minorities and listen, as a minority, I'm triggered to look at, well, what was he doing wrong? He did run back into the car. He no, that's that that doesn't mean he did just because he's black and he runs back into the car does make does not make it because all oh, he's suspicious. He's a black man getting back into the car. We're all about to die. No, it doesn't make it right to, to, to kill that man. And everybody deserves to make it home. You know, like that's, that's just the truth of the matter. Every single body, the, the, the gentleman, um, the, the, the black guy at the uh, Capitol building two weeks ago um, that, that, that killed the officer, I forget how many, if not a couple was injured. Guess what? Those officers deserve, deserve to make it home. And like, but until across the board, you, we, you are seeing, like to, to take the yoke away from your eyes, to see, you know what? I may not like this person. I may not like his people, but they are people. Cause I'm not asking anybody to be my best friend. You know, I respect people and I ask for respect to be reciprocated, but in that respect, my, that, that includes my civil rights. Um, and that's not asking a lot. I mean, it's the, like some of the things that I feel like we were in, and this isn't a flip show, but it, it turned into it cause it's important. Um, some stuff that you're asking for, like I understand somewhat. All right, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give y'all a, a bone with this one. I can understand some of the complexities of reparations and how that discussion may need to be broken down. Even though, hey, anybody else in this world, listen, Haiti was still playing France just 20, 40 years ago. All right, Haiti. All right. So you can't tell me something from 70, I mean, 80, 90 years ago or 100 and something, 110 years ago that it shouldn't still be taken care of. And that's not the discussion for the day. I know that can be somewhat complex and I can even understand some people being like, hey, I ain't had nothing to do with it. But still, your government pays other people debts from 100 years ago that you don't care about them paying. Uh, but that's not that's not even what I'm talking about, because this isn't complex. Let me get to the crib. You know, like just because you're having a bad, I think, listen, I have bad days and I have to remind my, myself of my kids. Don't take it out on them. You know, and I'm not to say I'm the type of person where I usually do that, but even not being that type of person, I know that if I'm agitated, that I can allow that agitation to interact, to affect how I interact with others. And being on lockdown, I'm with my family majority of the time. I'm with my family all of the time. And you have very human to do that. Yes, it's very, it's very human to be, have, be triggered and allow your, yourself being triggered to, to, to let that energy go on to somebody else, let alone if you have power over that person and you feel that that person isn't in accordance to you. So that's the problem, too. The power, the power of uh, a dynamic, you know, being having power 
doesn't mean that if you feel like someone isn't doing exactly what you say, that you should manipulate that power as someone yeah. that has power to really show the, the the full control of the power. That's when you refrain from the manipulation unless that person is threatening you. But that's all. I don't want this to be as long as it is, has been. Unless can I say something one else. last thing? Of course you can. Of course you can, bro. I want people to kind of listen to this example. Like when you hear somebody stealing in some of these foreign countries and let's say the penalty is you lose a hand, we aghast. We go, oh, how could you? What a ruthless government. We're killing people, y'all, for stealing. Mm-hmm. Not We're even stealing. stealing people for stealing or for threat of stealing or attempted or the the baseless like, oh, vagary of stealing. I mean, we got to recalibrate here. And I hear a lot of too many people say, you know, if someone came into my house, I have the right to shoot them dead. And maybe in a way I understand some of that. But, man, I don't know. Stuff I mean, is just again, I'm not talking about stealing. I'm talking about just simple traffic. Yeah, I'm saying when you said the stealing part before, like even yeah, if you're on the wrong side of the law, yeah, you, like you don't right. deserve if, to get you know, home. You don't deserve Listen, definitely, Ryan. And I'm agreeing with you on that. Just you have you got to factor in what somebody's life is worth. Somebody uh, stealing something out of my garage. I've had I called a dude in my garage um, 20. Was it last year? It may have been. It may have been 2019 or beginning of 2020. I caught a guy in my garage. I told him, like, I better not ever catch you in my garage again because I got a family here. Um, but how did like me, me me bucking him down? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's taking it to like it's just we we're losing contact with the fact that we're all human beings and we're all here on this blue marble for a short period of time. And we we a lot of us who aren't social elites out here fighting over scraps. And uh, taking out taking out our aggressions on one another, let alone each other, and it's just it's 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 sad. But that's it. I don't even let's go home, y'all. Let's go home. Let's that's a good one. Let's go home. Let let's go home. So let's jump into some sports. Uh, The boys of summer, even though it's not summertime, the boys of summer uh, kicked off this past last week. Uh, It's it's been up and down on both sides of town. I was just watching the Sox game. Let me tell you something terrible. The Sox, the I'm Hawks, ready to unload on this Cubs team. This, the Sox, the Hawks, and the Blackhawks. I mean, the Ooh. Sox, the Bulls, and the Blackhawks are all playing at the same time, right? I had to watch. I, before we start the show, I was watching my Sox on standard definition. Ooh, it was Ooh. hard. Why? Oh, because their their third channel isn't H. They don't have an HD for it. Oh, sweet lord. You can't even see the the the, the pitching try the the pitching box. You can't even. It's so faint. I mean, dude, it was like this is hard to watch, man. And that Adam, used to be us back in the day. I know, I know, right, Adam? But see, the problem was our TVs. This high definition thing. Our TVs weren't as great as they are now with as many lines as they have. So it really jumps out when you're on standard with these these 4K televisions. True. But uh, Adam Eden hit another one right before the show started. Uh, the Sox, I believe, were up 3-2 versus the Cleveland baseball team. Um, City. No, no, this is today's tonight's Cleveland. Oh, tonight. Okay. Yeah, I thought you were talking Cleveland. about yesterday. Sorry. No, 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 no. We'll get, I'm about to get into that one in a second. Um, uh, what's uh, um, 
Clark, Carlos Rodon got scratched for an upset stomach, and Dallas Keiko had to step in. Um, again, there's only been two uh, runs scored by Cleveland. Um, Sox, listen, tonight they're straight. You know, I'm I'm not mad with the Sox. When you look at the fact, I believe they're leading uh, baseball in walks in their third and on base uh, in the AL. Though, if they can continue those numbers, man, when it, when everybody comes back, at least not everybody except Eloy, because we know Eloy's not coming back anytime soon until maybe August. But you get Timmy back, and you get uh, get Angle back. You know, you, even when you, you get Hamilton back, you're cooking, you're cooking a little, little bit more grease. Um, now the series against Kansas City, you could have swept them yesterday, man. Shout out to, to Zach Collins. Um, the, as backstop defensively, he, he stopped a lot of straight balls yesterday. And that's something we never expected to see from Zach Collins. So shout out to Zach Collins. Um, definitely, uh, you can see uh, that, that he's, he's definitely doing a lot of work with his new stance coming off his knee. A lot of movement right there, or flexibility right there. Uh, your main Mercedes and walking yesterday. Um, it's a lot to like about what's happening with the Sox, even though their record isn't where we want it to be. Because really the problem's been a couple blowups in the bullpen over what the last week. It's bullpen's action. Oh, Tony Russa leaving uh, Matt Foster in too long. Um, yeah, bummer. Um, and uh, I guess, uh, and also um, Liam Hendricks. But I think feel like Liam Hendricks is just pushing himself too hard right now. Because I mean, the gas is there. It'd be not, I'd be like, if the gas wasn't there, I'd be like, oh snap! Right? The right. gas was there. He That'd blew, but he blew a second save. Yeah, he blew a second save. Uh, it's early. I said it on uh, Sean and Maya with Sean this morning. Uh, it's, it's early, man. You know what I'm saying? You you, you got to take your time. You got to let these guys get used to Tony Russo and Tony Russo get used to these guys. Um, but I don't I don't feel right now that there's a ton of worry just yet on the south side. Yeah, I'm with you. And I'm not even worried about the bullpen. I think they're going to be fine. If there's anything I'm worried about, it's the defense. And I don't know how much better that gets when you put Tim Anderson instead of Lurie at short. I, I don't know. Like I'm wondering if that's now the Achilles heel to be worried about come playoff time. It's not going to stop them from contending and winning the division. I don't think the bullpen's really much to worry about. I mean, if the trends keep continuing, maybe. But Kopech right. is killing it out of the bullpen. It's not like it's just you're throwing guys out there and everyone's getting canned and hit or everything. No, it's just a couple blown opportunities, like you said. But that defense, that's the only thing I'm a little worried about. They need to bring those errors down a little bit and just be a little bit more consistent because I can see that being a problem. Well, listen, I'll be honest with you. One of the, they're going along with the defense, but I'll name one particular player in general. And this goes to defense and base running. Nick Madrigal is going to Nick Magical. I mean, right yeah, now, the sample, the sample size says that He's going to have an issue slightly defensively. He's, better to, he's definitely above average at second. But when it comes to base running, which he's supposed to be above, above average, he's suspect. You know what I'm saying? And to me, I think he presses way too much. He He's always looked worried. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
he's always look like uh, the Gooch is about to pull up on him for for different strokes fans from back in the day, right? <laughs> you know, uh, it just he he does, man. And it, to me, he's, he always presses. And there's going to be guys w- w- within this 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 core team that aren't the guys uh, that we think they were going to be. And I mean, he looks like one of the candidates. Uh, the candidates necessarily to be one of those guys who, you know, it, it, his, his, his ceiling, all these guys aren't going to reach their ceiling. And he definitely is one of those guys. And not to say he had a huge ceiling, but you thought he was going to have be an a, a on-base guy, uh, a guy that can definitely run the bases and be a very good second baseman defensively. We haven't seen any and, of that. And look, take it from a Cubs fan who had all these players and we were riding high and then everyone was saying, look, not all these kids are going to make it. Besides that factor, maybe, you know, not to bring up bad memories or anything like that, but Addison Russell, he did go through a period where he was a pretty good player. Maybe that's still in the cards for I him. I thought about that. I thought about Addison today, actually, um, who, since I've checked him out today, since I thought about him, is uh, taking his to- has taken his tools to Mexico. Um, to think about somebody that people say was going to be an MVP. And Barry Larkin. Abuse. Alleged, yes, an alleged abuser. Even though I think we most most of us believe uh, what his wife had to say. Um, yeah, a guy, you know, just just shows you how the mighty have fallen. And I'm not even talking about it from an off the field standpoint. And I'm sure sometimes the off the field can affect the on the field. I mean, and now this guy got hurt by injuries too. But see, Tiger Woods. Um, but yeah, some of these guys. Eloy is another one of those guys that I and I had this last year that I was kind of like, hmm. We'll see if he's going to be exact, if he's going to be uh, closer to, and I'm not saying automatically this guy, but this Emmanuel Marirez Mar- 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 type. You know what I'm Man saying? Man Ram, one of my favorites. Yeah. If he's going to be Manny being Manny, uh, but he's going to be one of those guys. You know, right now, Yoan Mankata is playing like 2018 Yoan Mankata. Um, and listen, another guy. Right? <laughs> like, he, listen, you can't have. At least outside of Jose Abreu and Tim Anderson, one and a half of these guys have to be stars. All right, like one, I have to say it too. Lou Bob better be a star, right? Like, oh my goodness, if Lou Bob, I hope. I'm not trying to say. Well, no, I'll, are we saying? Listen, I'll settle for Fred. I'll, I'll settle for Fred McGriff. Well, all right? well what about with a better? I don't think player. he'll be this. What about like a hobby? Like maybe a little wild at the plate, but such a wizard. I'll, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take, I'll, but I got, he, he has to have be more consistent than Javi has been since uh, the, the 2018 season. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he has to have more hots where it's like, oh yeah, that, that more that MB, MVP uh, 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 lack of. Freak. Kind of thing shined upon him, yeah. So, yeah, I'm just you, 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 you gotta have it, you know, what I'm saying you gotta have it. But I mean, when you look at the fact that guys that I think some of us White Sox fans have given up on is Zach Collins and a uh, Yerman Mercedes, um, and they, you know, these these guys are can your main be your one and a half? You say what? Can your main oh, be your one and a half? My goodness, if he could do it for four or five years, <laughs> <laughs> if this is permanent. Right, yeah. If this dude is, the, if this is who he is, he is like Louise, yeah. If, if he's that guy, yeah. I mean, because this is one of the things too. I'll say this. Hopefully, a couple of those guys, Yermaine being that that one, maybe one of those players, can end up being guys where you was like, whoa, I didn't know he was this. 
because that's what you that's kind of what hurt the Cubs, too. All right. Yeah. Because if you really look at it, who was that guy that you didn't know about that came through and rocked right. the world? But, but see, think about the guys they've given up. And I'm not to say that those everybody could have helped the Cubs, but Glaber isn't everything the Yankees thought he was going to be. Right. Yeah. Uh, That's Eloy looking like keeps, a, a good trade for a World Series. Right? Eloy keeps getting hurt. And Dylan Cease has stuff, but he hasn't found it. Even though he had a good game, he kind of had a good game yesterday. What was it? Four and two thirds. I think he struck out like, forgot how yeah, many he struck out. pretty good, right? Yeah, but it's, it's Dylan Cease being Dylan Cease. Well, Dylan Cease struck out six yesterday in four and a thirds. Gave up four hits, but he threw 90 pitches um, with 50 strikes. Uh, but he always has that that one inning. Uh, but still, that's still not something. Not, and I'm not saying you don't need these players. I'm not saying the Cubs wouldn't be better having these bodies. That's not what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah. But not, none of them have come back to haunt you like you gave up Fernando Tatis Jr. You know, like. No, that has not happened yet. Right. That hasn't happened yet. So, but the, the point that I was trying to make, which you would hope would have happened with the Cubs, was that some of the other guys in the system would have turned out to be studs. You know, like guys that, you know, were lower down on, on baseball perspectives. But lo, lo and behold, look at what we have here in our farm. The system. only guy is really Kyle Hendricks. He was the only one. He was a very mm-hmm. low rated prospect. And I mean, he's not an ace, but he's pretty darn good. Oh, he's damn good. He's damn good. You know what I'm saying? He, that, you, if you can get that. You know what I'm saying? Right, you, right. You got you one. You got you one. You so, want to hit uh, that, on like 60 percent of your mains in right. the minor league system. And then you try to fill that void with some of the guys that no one's talking about. Like, look at this guy. And like, free shouldn't have gotten rid of DJ LeMahieu. And free agency. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, the, I mean, but the, there's still, listen, it's early. And that means that's on both sides of the town as we switch over to do a little. See, the only thing I have with the early, with the Cubs, mm-hmm. as we switch over to them, mm-hmm. we've been talking about bad offense for a long time now. True. Like, this isn't, this isn't one season. This isn't two seasons. What's this? I feel like LeBron. Not one, not two, not three, not four. Like, it just keeps going and going. I mean, yes, I, I'm not one of those people that's buying that they have no talent and these guys can't turn it around and they can't get hot for a while. But this offense, I know I was saying this back when this was Dean Davis. Right now, they are trotting out the same people to do the same things to fix an, a broken offense. And I just mm. am not a big believer in that. I, maybe they can come out of it. It's not impossible. I'm not poo-pooing all that because you're right. It is early. But we are relying on the same people to do different things that they haven't been doing for quite a while now. Well, you know, hopefully someone like Jock Peterson can be a lightning rod like you thought you well, he was going to be in spring training. Right. Um, because if you get if you get somebody to get really freaky with it, you know, what and I'm saying? if one of those guys could just be a stable point in the lineup with your freaky guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you're cooking a little bit. I'm, listen, I'm with you. Um, it kind of also goes to, you know, Joe wasn't doing this. Joe wasn't doing that. Joe wasn't spending enough time with the players uh, before games. He was too busy uh, talking to the, the, the media. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Joe isn't here now. Now, last year was was a season that was was cut due to, to the pandemic. Um, but still, you got in 60 games under your new manager, David Ross. 
And now it's time to see when you make those changes, what you what you what, what are you going to do? What changes did you implement that you weren't well under Joe to, or Joe didn't take two that you're trying to implement now? And how effective are they? And then after that, you got to look in the mirror because Jed was there, too. Now, you know, this isn't like a new new front office. Jed was there. And even though it, the buck stopped with Theo, Jed was still there. So I'm sure a lot of his plans went into what they were doing and, and they didn't come to fruition. Um, listen, also on top of that. Look at the last uh, Saturday and Sunday's games with Zach Davies and Trevor Williams. Didn't get it done against Pittsburgh and PNC. And, you know, listen, you got to beat up on it. But, uh, listen, at least with the the, the, the the Royals, the Sox took two. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you have Same with to. with the Mariners. Yeah. At least you have to. winning the series. You have to. Um, you have to. I think they split that one, though. But, I thought um, they won that one. No. I thought they had the chance of the sweep. They can no, I don't, I don't believe they had the chance of the sweep yesterday. Was they, the thing was this, Ryan. They lost two. They gave up two to the Mariners with two blown uh the bullpen blew it twice with the Mariners mm. in the eighth. Okay. My mistake. Yeah. But uh even with that. Dude, it, it, you got to get up on your high horse. I need more runs. And again, we're talking, we're talking about, I was talking about the Sox, but we're still talking about the Cubs. Oh, wait, no, 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 um, no. The, the Sox had a chance to sweep. They lost game three. It was just game three? Yeah, they only played a three-game series. Those four right. game was L.A. Thank you. Thank you. That's why I, that's why I dipped out. I, I apologize for being wrong. It happens. But look, 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 I got to give a sunny side. For the Cubs, but look at what Alex Mills has been doing. Alex Mills has been doing, though. I mean, Craig Kimball's been really enough. good. Craig Kimball's been really good. I yes, like he that. has been. Yes, he He's has been, been terrific. That's a revelation at closer. That's not coming back from last year. How he got his job back, and it's, it seems like he's still. That, hey, if you could that, score some runs, you'd at I'm least listening. have a guy to close it. <clears throat> and if he makes himself viable, if the Cubs are out of the picture. Um, by the trade deadline, you know, that may bring back an asset that in the future can benefit you. So, I mean, it's better when you pay them that money um, after the 60 games to come in here and be a closer game, a three-year contract, uh, that if you can pimp them off for something, let alone if he can help you just get into the playoffs, I prefer, preferably help you get into the playoffs. But if it seems like, because I'll say this much, man, I mean, it's, it can hurt them because these guys only have, they don't have any more time when I'm talking about um, Javi and Chris Bryant, you know what I'm saying? But if you move on from some of these guys and package them together, uh, you look at um, uh, what's the, sh- uh, the the back catcher? Um, Before Victor Caratini? No, Victor Caratini right now. Oh, Wilson Contreras? <laughs> thank you, Wilson Contreras. Wilson Contreras. I, I always think. Backup catcher. No, back- uh, but I mean, just if you can move some of these cats and get some assets, so if you're going to really rebuild it, they don't have bad assets, but uh, still, it's it's not as bad as what it seems to me up on the north side. You know what I'm saying? But I know it's it's your your heart, so it's different when it's your. Well, pitching staff, I'm not concerned yet. I didn't like those starts that you talked about with Davies and Williams, uh, but let's give that some time. Bullpen, I'm not upset with. It hasn't been great, but there's been some positives. Only thing I'm poo-pooing is just the idea that. And, you know, it can happen. But is Chris Bryant going to suddenly be a stable in your lineup? Is Anthony Rizzo going to turn back the clock and go back to at least 2018? The last year he was probably pretty all-star level good. Mm-hmm. You know, 
some of these guys have to start being consistent in the lineup. It's one thing to have a few guys that are wild cards but are really good players when they're hot. But the White Sox aren't doing anything if Jose Abreu isn't there and being consistent every single game. Tim Anderson the same. You need some of those guys. They have way too many guys that are so hot and cold, and right now they're all running cold. Yeah, in a couple of weeks we might be doing the Hot Cubs offense show. But I'm telling you, after watching this team for this many years since 16 and 17, I mean, it is hard to, for me to really believe that they're going to just be super consistent. Like, I am just a believer in they have to make some kind of change. Even if they don't want to, you've got to change this thing up. So what would you do, Ryan? I, I would I would at least ride the ship to the deadline because I don't think you can do much with the present value of everybody. But I would probably make it an effort unless it was just you were getting absolutely nothing. But I would try to trade somebody within that lineup between Javi, Chris Bryant, Wilson Contreras, Anthony Rizzo, Ian Happ. You know, some of these younger players that have value or even if they're going on their contract year, they have at least some cachet around the league and just shake it up. I mean, it's one thing if you're contending, I'll at least say, you know, you got to wait. But by the deadline, if you're not really contending for wild card or division, I don't think you keep playing around with this. I, I mean, isn't that by then the sample size too great with this many years and this much lackluster play from everybody? You just got to do something. I'll say this. It may be a situation where if you want to get as much as you possibly can, you go before the trade deadline. Yeah. I mean, if they get hot and they're going, maybe you consider it. I mean, I think everything should be on the table. But one thing that's been on the table consistently is they're going to work through this. We need to stop looking at that card with such faith. It just got a, this on the Bleach Report just said that Zach Grinky threw a 50 mile per hour curveball for one of the slowest strikes ever. Nice. <laughs> Love from those kind of things. Yeah. Uh, like a yeah, ball from hell. It's still, listen, again, we'll, we'll revisit this by the end of May. I mean, oh, yeah. not to say we're still going to talk baseball every week, but as far as really knowing the directions that these teams are going in, to be honest with you, they still can get into June and go on a streak and have some of the best records in, in either league. Uh, you know how oh. baseball is. So we'll, it's still early. Um, I, but I do get you with the sample size has been for seasons. And I've been there where, you know, I knew the White Sox weren't shit. And as far as you put you on paper, it was like, but look, they have this guy. I mean, it looked like they should be decent, but you knew in your heart, it really was like, that ain't decent. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's like, it looks good, but that's losing baseball basically when you're going to look at the record at the end of the season. So I I definitely still understand what you're trying to say. Yeah, we'll see. You're right. It's still early. It's a long season and it's after a COVID season. So let's at least give them a shot. All right. It's time to get to the beloved, even though maybe I should stop calling them that because they don't love us back. And that is the draft in the Chicago Bears. Uh, man, listen, uh, definitely check out the Undercitter podcast. Shout out to uh, Alex Shapiro, Eric Strobel, Adam Hogue, Brad Fossler and Tony Gill uh, over at NBC uh, Sports Chicago. Um, definitely. I think we're going to have a guy on it uh, this week that uh, kind of has an um, algorithm of how he breaks down um, quarterbacks coming out of college. So it'll be interesting. I'll bring that information back over here after we have, have that interview. Uh, but yeah, man, we're, we're what? 
I think we're probably like about 17 days, maybe 17 to 16 days away from the draft. Yeah. <sighs> Listen, don't call me. I'm turning my phone. I'm I'm halfway turning my phone off. All right. Don't bother me. Leave me alone. Maybe we'll do a flip on the weekend. Maybe not. Yeah. Um, but I just I, we Let's probably see how this one first in. we could probably come in for 45 minutes real quick and drop a show. But uh, also, I'm gonna have we're, we're gonna I'm gonna have a lot of under center stuff around that time. Well, uh, but that's, if they do something insane like draft, I don't know somebody I just can't stand. I might be too depressed to do a flip that weekend. <laughs> Damn you! But uh, yeah, so definitely looking forward to the draft. Um, I don't know. The, the I'm looking forward have, to the Bears draft, though. I'm looking. I'm. I'm slightly because we haven't had them in the first round. Yeah, you know, it's nothing worse than uh, it's nothing worse than but being taking that in Thursday a, off. <laughs> no, it's nothing worse than a, a build a build through the draft sports, which most sports are in particular now. You know, you you could you didn't say that necessarily about baseball five or six years ago, but we know now that the the ratings of prospects is like I'm not giving that up for that DH. You know, just compared to what would have happened a decade ago. You know what I'm saying? What mm-hmm. the, this just the value on you know prospects uh, and those are prospects, not just draft picks. Uh, but yeah, you you want to have more bites at the apple, and you know the first round is the greatest bite. So to finally, after the Khalil Mack trade, get your first round pick back, yeah, I'm excited. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I I'll even come out and listen. This this is full BS. I'll even come out with some sunny side. The Bears was eight and eight. Maybe they'll find some players that can give them two wins. Oh boy! In this, I know I haven't said that. Like it burns it. my mouth. Like it burns it. my mouth to say it. Grew <sighs> up, but all right. But I'm, let's I'm, go. Listen, but it's it's just a fact. If 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 they stand pat at twenty, they draft best player available. As far as if it's a tackle in the trenches, um, again, preferably if you listen to the last under center, center podcast, I wouldn't prefer a, a, a defensive player. Uh, if if somebody like a Patrick Sertan failed to you with that value, I can understand taking him at 20. I can understand it, it wouldn't be. It is sexy in a way because it's a, a big ass court. It's like maybe another Jalen Ramsey. You know what I'm saying? So it's sexy, but it's not where you usually want to go. It's not as sexy as like an edge rusher. You know what I'm saying? But um, I guess I would probably say and I thought the question was uh, best case scenario and what you think would happen. Best six case scenario, they would get get a top flight receiver, one of the top three, Chase, uh, Waddle, or the Smith. Right. Uh, worst case, Kadarius Tony from from Florida. You know, um, but I also I've been uh, a Tevin Jenkins guy from Oklahoma State uh, for months now. Um, I I would like them to go tackle. My only problem with going tackle is this. <laughs> I mean, hopefully, of course, if you're not getting uh, Pene Sewell, all of those other kids got to start it right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I believe it, just the tape and it tells you, like, you, you're you going to put him in his right position at left tackle. Uh, his draft grade is high enough to where you think even in the NFL he can come and start that position. Um, but that's still my fear if someone tried to take one of these tackles and play them at left. And I know we're none of us are the charged Leno Jr. fans. But I don't know about a rookie in that position compared to Charles Leno Jr. right now. 
So if you're saying that I, you're going, do you even think there's a question there? I think Charles Leno is the starter, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm get, that's what I'm getting to. I, if you're telling me, which I, I believe so, like I said, if it's not Penny Sewell, that the rest of these guys are going to start it right, then I'm not I'm not upset. You hope down in the future, perhaps next season, this kid would be able to pop out. I mean, pop over and go to left. Um, again, it's not sexy, but you have to build through the line. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you have to build through the trenches. I should say both offensive and defensive side of the ball. Uh, so it wouldn't it wouldn't make me mad. But knowing that they want this offense to explode. I look at it that they're probably going to go with the offensive player um, and it's probably going to be tackle or receiver. That's kind of how I feel if they stay put at 20. I will say this, and I mentioned to you before the show, um, I think whatever, whichever, Trey Lance or Justin Fields, whichever one falls, because I swear if Mac Jones falls, the Bears better not move up to get Mac Jones. But if, uh, oh boy, imagine, imagine everyone's gone but Mac Jones and you hear, the at number thirteen, the Chargers. Are, oh. Hold on, doom, 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 doom. the Chargers give trade their pick to the Bears. <laughs> right, <laughs> the Bears are selecting Mac Jones at thirteen. I'll be like mother uh, effer, right? <clears throat> Sorry. I mean, if he's the one, sure. But I like Mac Jones at twenty. I don't like him before that. I don't like Mac Jones at twenty because the Bears don't have the offensive line to protect my. I mean, my Mac Jones. They don't. All right, that's it's, it's that's they right. don't you let Andy just get his brains beaten in year one and then you come back with Mac Jones. Dude. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> if, if Mac Jones is my option, I don't think the Bears have the tools when it comes to offensive coordination. And I mean this for Matt Nagy, not Bill Lazor. Um, I don't think they have the tools to properly get for him to properly reach his potential. I wouldn't do it, but I, I believe Cal Shanahan is an offensive mastermind. And Matt Jones fits the style of quarterback that we've seen him have success with in the past. So I could see San Francisco doing trading up to get Matt Jones because they're trying to solidify that position because basically Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo cost them a, world, I mean, a, a Super Bowl. You know, you had Baby Goat having his worst game and Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't complete a pass, a, a deep bomb, you know. So, it, again, I get why the 49ers are doing it, um, even though they may not go that high to get it done. But I still, hey, if you see your guy, go get him. Um, but I still think that we could see, and I'll say Justin Fields for now because it seems like Trey Lance has jumped over Justin Fields for some reason, even though he hasn't played. Um, and mind you, this is the home of Trey Lance, Ryan, and myself. All right, this is we Trey Lance. We in here first. No, yeah, doubt we've been on. It. We've been rallying for Trey Lance for about two years. Uh, about two years, right? Yeah, I mean, at least I was into Trey Lance in 2018. As soon as I came back, we were talking about him. We now, tra- yeah, so we 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 were on Trey Lance. So it was. I'm not dissing Trey Lance and saying I'm not a, a, a fan. I think Trey Lance, out of all these quarterbacks, needs a season to sit down at least. Um, but I see them going after Justin Fields, man. I do. I see the Bears sitting there and be like, okay, Russell Wilson. I'm not saying that Justin Fields is going to be great or anything, but I see them identify him as their guy. And listen, it'd be crazy as hell uh, for Ryan Pace to go go through all of that and tell us about machinations and tell us about the difference in his quarterback evaluations and to bring us a stiff in Max Jones. (laughs) You listen, listen, listen. 
<laughs> well, we know why he would draft him. He'd have the Drew Brees. <laughs> oh, we can't miss Drew again. You know, listen, as soon as we hear rumors of Mac Jones pulling up in that camera, we already know oh, that man. Ryan Pace is going to do move, really throw up <laughs> move the heavens. But yeah, I, that, I'll say that. I think that um, they're going to draft night. I mean, I'm not saying it like this. This is crazy that you're saying this. You, they were going to give up a haul for Russell Wilson if they were given an opportunity. I think I think they're going to sit there and um, do the damn thing and try to go after Judge. Whichever one of those two fall, they're going to go after him. And Chris, I'll say this too. I, I, it's how bad it is. I would love to know this. How they rated them all and which one they had rated higher. And what was how, how much was there a separation between those ratings? Because it would tell us if, let's just say they were rated similar and one was just a few points above the other. Okay, you get to whichever one that falls. But if there's a, a, a schism between the two and you still because the, the, the fifth guy failed and you jumped up to get him out of desperation of just wanting the quarterback, that's probably a bad decision also. You know, and it'll be I don't know if we'll ever find that out, but I am interested in And if that does come to fruition as far as the Bears getting a quarterback in this draft, I would love to. Uh, for Adam Hogue or any of these other uh, journalists that are always there uh, pressing the Bears to to, to get down. Oh, they that, will. We found out Mahomes Trubisky. We'll find out about that too. Yeah. So uh, that's... I love your I love your plan. Uh, if Fields and Lance are there, go for it. Go for it. I'm totally fine with that. Um, I hate the idea of defensive player. I really do. Uh, if we draft a corner, the Bears, then. I mean, isn't that redrafting Jalen Johnson, who was one of your first round picks from last year? I mean, I get it. You have a hole there because of Kyle Fuller, but you also spent money on Desmond Trufant and you have some guys there that you've been drafting. I have a huge problem with not because you're right. I think that they want to score points. And how are they going to score points? They need an offensive line that can block better or they need receivers that can make or running backs, whatever. They can make plays with the football in their hands and especially not downfield because Andy Dalton's probably not going to get it to him downfield. They have to be able to make some plays in the intermediate, in the short, like Devin Hester back in the day takes a slant to the house. They need some more of that type stuff where you can really make some plays. And I like the Tony guy from uh, Florida. Darius Tony. Yeah. Hasn't been, he, had a little injury history though. Yes, definitely. Uh, but I really like his potential. Your best case scenarios are great. I will say if it is a defensive player, if it's one of these guys that really get pushed down because all the quarterbacks get drafted, you definitely have to consider that. Cause if you're talking about a guy that should have been gone, let's say top 10, but all the quarterbacks pushed him down and put him around where you are at. Yeah, you have to consider taking that player for sure, no matter what the position is. And to your point earlier, best player available at 20. But for me, I'm going – I love the idea of first three rounds offense. I mean, this defense you've spent so much money on. You spent – we just talked about a Khalil Mack trade. That took years to get out of that. You have spent so much assets on this defense. You have to complement it. Like – they're not going to be shut down elite no matter what, no matter what you want them to do. So you need an offense that can complement them being maybe pretty good or very good. And then it all works really well. If an offense 
is complementing that defense. But if you're going to just put in assets for that defense and have an offense that supposedly your guru is going to solve, like, get out of here. Come on. What are we and, talking about? And listen, to go with the, the cornerback thing, too, remember, and not, not, he, he made it to this. He, he ended up in the second round because of his shoulder, and his shoulder's hurt again now with Jalen Johnson. But Ryan Pace did get him in the second round. And you can, if you want to look for another corner, even though to try to start two young corners, um, Jalen Johnson definitely looked good. He had a couple lumps last year. You're talking about somebody that's green. At least Jalen Johnson had a Pro Bowl veteran on the opposite side of him. You know what I'm saying? Um, and man, think about all. Think about how often teams went after Jalen Johnson last year. Uh, that would still be a lot. you know. So maybe you want to wait to the third or the fourth and kind of get a developmental guy that can still be a body that maybe can play a little nickel, maybe do a little special teams as far as corner. But you do look at him being a, a frontline starter in a season or two, um, you know, that, that has terrific tangibles and nice traits um, and, and still use those those really first picks kind of going what you're saying as far as you have to improve this offense. And listen, if you well, you may not if they move up in the, to, to get a quarterback, they're probably not even going to have a second or a third in this year's draft. Like one of one of those is probably going. You would prefer it to be the fourth, but one that's probably going with that first or first rounds first with that first round pick or uh, two first round picks, depending on what they have to do to give to, to move up. Because there's going to be other teams that are going to be wanting to move up who have better uh, draft capital as far as being ahead of the Bears in the draft. When you look at perhaps a New England and a Denver, uh, you know what I'm saying. So. You, you, I'm, 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 that's what, that's what we want, you know what I'm saying? And well, I think we gotta wait, we gotta wait I all the way to 20. This. If it's boring and you get a tackle and it right tackle solidified and all the other starting spots are solidified because you're gonna put Sam Mustafer at center and he looked really good with that interior combination, that's a huge progression, huge progression for this offense. So even the and boring then, is fine yeah. with me, but and, it's got to be the smart. And then in swing, you, you now in depth, you're going to have Jermaine Fetty when he moved out to right tackle. It helps solidify it. And Alex Barr, you know, so to go along with what you're saying, even if and listen, even if that rookie can't get it done, you got a guy in Fetty that, you know, right now is decent at playing right tackle right now. So it may not be super sexy, but if you can start off with a nice offensive line, like you can start hearing about the Bears having a, a, a top 13, 14 offensive line compared to what they've had during Matt Nagy's stay there, you can you can maybe do some things on offense that you necessarily haven't been able to do in the past um, with a quarterback who is decent in the Andy Dalton. Right. I mean, you got a couple of backs. You've got – a tight end and Cole Komet, you're hoping is good. And Jimmy, Jimmy Graham, red zone. he's mm-hmm. a red zone thread. You've got Allen Robinson, unless you trade him, but he's going to, uh, or he sits out, but no matter what, I he's not sitting out. He signed his, ta- he signed his tag. Okay. Not my bet. Then there you go. Yeah, so, you signed- know, you got Allen yeah, Robinson. When that Kenny Galladay, when that Kenny Galladay flirtation came back, like two days later after Galladay went out East, <laughs> here comes Allen Robinson. Like I'll sign that right now, especially when you see that most of these, these receivers weren't getting paid. So that 18 hard, 18 mil is a lot sexier than what happened if they take that franchise tag back, you know, take the, right. take the papers back. So, so let me get my 18 and, and I'll skedaddle up out of here or whatever. And it also still gives them the ability to negotiate with them. Uh, so he's going to be here this season. 
Uh, the and, question will be, will he be here after this season? And then you throw him with Darnell Mooney. They don't have a ton of depth at wide receiver. I thought you guys did a great job talking about that on the Under Center podcast. But Thanks. you throw a guy in there, and then with all the other pieces I mentioned, it, can Andy throw some medium passes and some screen passes like Mitch? And maybe, maybe it'll be a little bit better because you have playmakers. Yeah. I mean, listen, he's had more success in the NFL than our last two quarterbacks uh, as consistently. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I'm not an Andy Dalton. I'm not an Andy Dalton guy. You just caught me on a good day and I'm breathing in roses rather yeah. than yeah. pulling on everything. Uh, because listen, we got to see it too. I mean, I believe the proof is in the pudding. <clears throat> Excuse me. I believe the proof is in the pudding and we've seen what Matt Nagy can do, but we'll see. You know what I'm saying? It's a different quarterback. Um, perhaps he, he'll be better. Uh, listen, if he can be above average, consistently above average and not be the cause of a stagnant or turnover prone offense, that's a lot for what the Bears have been dealing with the last few seasons. Yeah, can't disagree with that at all. Give me Andy Dalton Bengals. I'll take that. Yeah, early, early, like Carson yeah. Palmer just left two years ago, Andy Dalton <laughs> Bengals. All right, like that, you know, just got moved off to the Raiders. Uh, you know, give me, give me, give me that. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> give me ooh, that, that red, red that, yeah, that red rocket hasn't been red rocking in the way no. that he needs to be rocking it, man. It ain't. Oh my goodness! And I don't even want to go into it, but to think you could have had him for three million dollars right. instead of trading a fourth round pick. But wait. That's neither here nor there. Let's not like dwell on the past. We like quarterbacks here with fourth-round picks. It's, it's what we do. Instead of investing those picks in the draft for quarterbacks, we like to do it with guys that are washed up, all right, that we know. We know them. them. We can trade for these guys. <laughs> these guys are drafting them. <laughs> Listen, they're drafting them, and they could be on rookie deals. We're right. drafting these guys, and they already they got huge lump sums of monies in their right. contracts already. Look at the security we have. <laughs> All right, guys, you know what time it is, man. It's time to go to Ryan Book of Veskin. It's time to go up for grabs, grabs, grabs. And with my up for grabs, let's start with the hometown Chicago Bulls and wanted your take because they had two horrible losses in a row with the Atlanta Hawks, but way worse was the Minnesota Timberwolves with the worst record in all of the NBA. And really, the Bulls became within one in that game. In the fourth quarter, had a five-point lead with seven minutes left against the Hawks. Are we seeing the Bulls imploding, or are they still coming together for run at the play-in or playoffs? You're seeing they're running against teams that have better overall talent. I'm not saying they're better overall teams, but you look at Atlanta. You know, they got a lot. They got a lot. They, you know, and Atlanta's like, what, like third or fourth in the East right now? <laughs> Atlanta's <laughs> improved. That's Atlanta's like a horrible third. one. It, yeah. It's more so bad because they had a lead late. Oh no, no, no! Listen, I, I, I saw. Listen, Atlanta. That first half. Oh my goodness! I turned the game on. I'm looking on my phone and stuff, and I keep. I'm like, Zach just did what? Zach just did. Zach just did what? Zach had 39 points in the first half. I think he finished with 50 though. So that means he only had like 11 more points in the second half. Zach, you got to close it out, bro. That's that's when. And then you saw that Trey Young went and closed that bi out. You can't mm -hmm. that like now you have and again it's early and I know that's the, what I just said about baseball and you're like it's not early but it's early after you make the trades that they've traded for these players to be, become a cohesive unit and this isn't even like they're these are grizzled vets these are somewhat younger players outside of Vucevic you know what I'm saying and he hasn't been in winning situations consistently <coughs> excuse me 
So it's still early. Uh, the the Timberwolves, who I, who have more talent when you look at the, 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 the where their players was drafted, it it showed you, and we can all be happy that we actually have us uh, um, a star center. But it showed you its limitations because I remember a couple of times watching that that Bulls Timberwolves game. I was like, "Whoa, cat! Like, damn, cat! Why you can't do that? Like." Why you can't be a dog and do that? Listen, Carl Anthony Towns, he went down the lane one time and it, it, with an ill layup, but then he came another time and Tomahawk the living out that mother, right? And we're talking about a seven foot one cat coming off the top and shooting. Oh my God, he's so he he is he is so immensely talented. Um, it's it's infuriating to see. And I, I see Carl Anthony Towns. I know we're talking about the Bulls. I see Carl Anthony Towns. And my first thought is like, man, if only he had a dog to lead him. And I was like, he did, Jimmy Butler, and he 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 bristled <laughs> under that leadership, right? Maybe he'll be he'll wisen up, and he, you know, what I'm saying either he'll get it or he'll get a vet that can really help him out. Because man, that kid, <clears throat> if he puts it together with his aggression consistently, I mean, I. I think we've always felt like that. I mean, since he's been in the league, he's been one of the most talented bigs in the league. Uh, but yeah, that's really the thing. They've he's run one of the, the biggest team. waste of talent right now in all I mean, of the but, NBA. But see, I won't say waste because waste to me mean that you don't even put up the numbers. You know what yeah, I'm saying? It's a little hard, but waste yeah. to me is in. You're right. He's got all the all the pieces except yeah. for the dog. All, all of it, all of it. You know what I'm saying? Waste to me is what <clears throat> I know he's done well, Wiggins, with um, with, 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 with uh, Golden State this season. But like a waste was what he was doing all that time when he was in Minnesota because he wasn't even giving you what you, you had paid for. Like on paper, Carl Anthony Towns gives you what his salary is. But as yeah. far as the win column, he, he, he doesn't affect. But see, again, and it, it still is on him because – even though you were big and people like well, somebody's had to give you the ball, you still can like when Ke- listen when Kevin Garnett was there, um, he would have gotten more out of this team. That's not to say that they were world beaters because they couldn't get out of the first round. Uh, but Kevin Garnett didn't have a lot of talent around him. You just you got to think they thought they can do something with Kevin Garnett and Wally Zerbiak. They actually, and I know I'm supposed to be talking about the Bulls. Oh, they God. actually, they actually. Messed up draft capital, Kevin McHale, with signing Joe Smith to an illegal contract. Joe Smith, they had to hold on to Joe Smith. All right, like it's just some of the the bungling things that they did when Kevin Garnett was in his prime is just the most ridiculous, ridiculousness of all ridiculousness. All right, the Steph wanted to get out of there, you know, just it's just ridiculousness. But still, here with the Bulls, Wally Serbiak. Wally Zerbiak. When I saw him at the NC, when I saw him doing the the, the tournament, I, I know was like, that's all I can I was think like, of. I was like, damn, KG got to be upset, right? I was like, that's the first thing. If I was KG, so I'd be like, this mother right here. But um, and then they sent him to be. Oh LeBron. my god! I thought the exact same thing when I saw Wally. <laughs> <laughs> like you wasted KG, you idiot. But yeah, you saw Carl um, Anthony Towns give Vucevic that business, and you're gonna see that with any skilled, athletic big for the most part, especially if they can take it off the dribble. Let alone if they got some post moves. 
Um, listen, it, it Bulls did what they needed to do. I'm not looking at this season to a certain degree based off of did these did, did Vucevic and these other players uh, propel them into the playoffs because it may have been a, a situation of taking one step backwards to take two steps forwards. Hopefully, it's three steps forwards. Um, so I'm not looking at it like that. But it's sad that their their record after the All Star uh, break has been has been tragic to say the least. How about uh, Liam Hendricks, our South Side Slider? He, um, uh, what do you got? That's Santana. Oof. He got Palmer yesterday. And listen, it, it was bad business because he was missing. I mean, it was gas, but it was like, dude, that's like 10 inches away from the strike zone, right? Like, Oh my goodness, it was either up or to the side, right? And it was like, okay, this isn't, he's pressing. And then when he gave that bad boy up, it was like, damn. Well, oh. you know what? His tarot card reader had the exact same thoughts in reading his tarot cards and saying that him, along with the rest of the White Sox, are pressing too much and mm. pressing too hard. And it was really interesting hearing how Liam has his personal tarot card reader. She uh, actually predicted that he would get the deal that he got from the White Sox in a way, saying you'd get a $50 million contract in free agency, which he did, three or 54, and also convinced him to, or at least put an input to fire his agent, which he did. And, yeah. He so needs to stop letting that lady control his Hendrix life. Hendrix believes in the tarot cards. So that's my question. When in doubt, should we look to the cards? I, I know. You better stop messing with that Satan worse now. <laughs> uh, no. Um, listen, I think, man, listen, what if his tarot card reader is just an avid baseball fan and knows what she's talking about, right? See, but that's the thing. She is not a baseball fan whatsoever. She actually calls the mound the mount. Is she Australian too? I don't know 100%, but I believe so. Uh, well, then, them cards is right. <laughs> It's about them damn cars right there, Ryan. Them cars is right. Yo, Liam, I need a reading. Let me call Miss Cleo up and see about getting those lottery numbers for the night real quick. Right. I, you I got a bitch that. better from the mount. <laughs> I didn't even know that. But yeah, they are pressing like an MF or uh, especially him and some of those pitches out of the bullpen. But yeah, he, I'm not worried about him. You know what I'm saying? And hopefully, I hope she tells him that he needs, I mean, he, that he's relaxing and that influences him to relax, right? Just like she told him to get rid of the, the, the agent. So I'm like, yeah, you relaxed. And even though he's not, he's like, you're right. I am relaxed. And, there, and he can psych, it's some, some type of pseudo type of mind trick and he can go out there and become more relaxed. But yeah, uh, if listen, if it's working, keep going with it. Shit, fuck it. Southside Slider. I love that nickname. <laughs> okay, what else you got? That's all I got for up for grabs here today. All right. Well, great up for grabs. I did not know about the tarot card reader. Um, I, get, I wonder how much he has to pay for that. Like, does he pay the rates that you would if you called this lady and you have to pay those rates? Does he just pay that? Hey. Or is it, does he get the premium package? Right. Let me throw another thing on top of you. Let's say you are seeing this tarot card person paying her X amount, and then she predicts you get a $50 million contract at free agency. Does she get even extra on top of that? I, I'll hit her with about... I hit about 20. 
So does that kind of make her the personal trainer? Does that kind of become oh, the good one? Good point. Good point. Great point. Great point. Damn, you! I didn't think he he had to hit her. I would think if she said you're going to get fifty, he would have had to hit her with some extra just to be like, yeah. you're right. Thank you. But you don't want to overdo it. He got fifty four, so he had four to play with that he didn't think he was going to get. I don't think he's giving her a million dollars. No, right? well, what about hundred k? Fifty k? I don't know about that. Like I said, twenty k, twenty k to me is here because I mean she predicted it, but he was going to get it regardless because his talent got him that right. Like it wasn't like she she caused it. She just says she quote unquote saw it, which maybe she did. She's predicting the future. That doesn't mean she's creating. This was the a, a young Liam Hendricks that was just. Raking sand out in Australia and had no idea, and then went to the tarot card reader. You know, one day, son, fifty million dollars. <laughs> I mean, listen, what what could she have done if Alex Colomay wasn't a, coming about being a free agent? Would it have come to fruition? Like, I'm just saying, like, well, we all know that she put a spell on Colomay. That's what I was about to play. say. That's what I was just about to say, right? No, nah, the most she could get I out need of me. Twenty five rat tails to get this guy out of his house. <laughs> Is Probably 80K. I don't even want to give her 100 because Liam Hendricks' talent got him that contract. And also the need in the market. She didn't get him that contract. She just, quote unquote, saw it. You might be playing with the cards a little bit there. You don't want to disrespect the cards. All right, Brian. (laughs) On that note, uh, we'll be back with the flip this weekend. Um, Hopefully, You heard it here first, cards. Ken disrespected you. Yeah, if that's what you want to say. I'm not letting anything control have power over me, especially inanimate objects. Uh, sorry. <laughs> um, oh, Mr. Davis, you want some trouble? No. Nah. But um, yeah, we're back with the flip. Um, always appreciate you speaking and spending a little bit of your time. Make sure you check this out. Make sure you also check out the Under Center podcast. Uh, follow Ryan and Ryan B. Ski and Ryan B. Ski one on Instagram and follow me on that Davis on all platforms. As always, be safe. And don't do anything crazy before you hear from us again.